All right, I'm your host, Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. We're part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers by connecting them to professionals through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and work-based learning activities. You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, how did they get that job? Or what is that job even really like? Then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Please note that the information provided during this program does not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. And today we are joined by Katie Nunez. Thanks for being here, Katie. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we are happy to have you. Katie is here and with us as a recreation supervisor for the city of Seaside. All right, Katie, so to start us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to to be a recreation supervisor? So working in recreation, there are several different programs that I oversee. There are aquatic programs, there's older adult programs, there's programs for children, such as preschools and camps, and we have sports, we have art and history. Um, so there's a variety of different things going on all at once. And as a recreation supervisor, I oversee half of the department. So my program areas are special events and older adult programs, and then anything that happens at our aquatics facility. So that would include swim lessons and water aerobic, pool parties, and stuff of that nature. Awesome. So you get to interact with quite a few people, it sounds like. Yeah. When I first started in my career, I, as a lower level lifeguard, I would deal with a lot of people one-on-one dealing with the community. And and now in my role as supervisor, I'm more dealing with the coordinators who oversee those specific programs. Okay. Awesome. All right. So tell us a little bit about your background now. How did you, how did you even end up in this field? Actually, what do we call this field in parks and recreation as a part of government industry or? Yeah. Yeah. So public service. Public service. Okay. And um, yeah, working for a local, local government. I started working as a lifeguard for a city of Watsonville, and it was just meant to be a summer job while I was in high school. I didn't really think it would lead to a career. (laughs) Um, wasn't even thinking about that at the time. And I did that for about four summers until I was promoted to pool manager there at the city of Watsonville. Was this before you even graduated? Yes, this is before I graduated. And uh, yeah, I was in, I think, my first year of college at that time. And I went to college at San Francisco State University. And I went there as undeclared, um, which I don't recommend. You know, I I probably could have saved a lot of money if had I have gone to community college and figured out what I wanted to do there. Um, But I went to San Francisco State and took a ton of GE classes that I thought sounded interesting and and also could probably be an easy A. And so (laughs) I found a class that that was called um, lifestyle leisure development, um, something something like that, and uh, I thought it, it sounded like an easy A. So, <laughs> so I took the class, and the class basically touched on the benefits of recreation to you know, someone's livelihood, and then also went into depth on what careers are out there in recreation in the recreation field, and it hit me. 
I already have experience in this and not only as a lifeguard, but as a manager. And so, yeah, I just found that class and realized there's something out there for me that I already love to do and have experience in. And I thought it was a good fit. Uh, So I declared my major as Recreation, Parks and Tourism Administration. That's awesome. Very serendipitous, right? It sounds like you you showed up, you weren't quite sure what you were going to do. And this class kind of opened things up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. How now? How about current day? What are some of your day-to-day responsibilities? Uh, my day-to-day responsibilities, man, it it varies. I kind of walk into my office and am ready to just handle any kind of fires that are going on at the time. And you know, a lot of times, what I'm dealing with is more personnel issues going on with staffing, or sometimes I'm dealing with ridiculous things. I think. At the moment that, you know, I got contacted from you asking if I wanted to be interviewed for this, I was having to figure out who is going to clean up poop off a field and (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to search for someone to help me with that. And so it's just kind of random, random stuff that you have to have humor in this position because there's a lot of crazy, ridiculous things that you need to deal with. You know, a lot of times people ask me, what I do, and uh, they they ask if what I do is a lot like the Parks and Recreation show, and in some cases it is because oh of the goodness. the ridiculous things that I have to deal with, or um, what, it's just give, funny. What's, uh, what's another ridiculous example you've had to deal with recently? Oh. Maybe aside from finding someone to clean up poop off a field. There was so we had a senior dance, and our senior dances are very popular. We get about two hundred seniors. Oh, we have poppin'. we have a band. It's it's a good time. And I had a senior who contacted me maybe a week before the dance and wanted to arrange a proposal for his girlfriend at this dance. And hint, you know, he arranged the CD he wanted to play, and so we worked it out for him. And when it came down to the proposal, minutes before the proposal, I went up to him and just said, okay, we're we're ready. Can I get her first and last name so we can announce it on the mic and call her up? And he goes, her name is Margaret. And he goes, what's her last name? (laughs) And I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. I could not hold back my (laughs) laughter. So perfect. Um, Was he concerned? I I did not. I don't think so. Um, I think it's, (laughs) I I don't know. I, they had been together for maybe, uh, maybe six months. Um, Oh my goodness. Young love. Yeah. Young love. It was, it was adorable. I mean, but she, she said yes. Nice. Good for them. It was really fun to watch. Wow. What an unexpected thing. I mean, could you ever have expected to have come across something like that when you went into this career? No, I'm, I, when I started in this career, all I'd known was being at a pool, being a lifeguard and in swim, a swim instructor. And and now being in the role that I, I'm in now, I'm dealing with so many other programs that I, I don't think I would have had experience in if I just went the route of aquatics. Right. Is there any other training or certification that you've acquired on top of your education that you found to be particularly helpful in being successful in this career? Yeah, so I I think that my aquatics background is what gave me a leg up in moving up in my career. I, you know, had to get the lifeguard certification and from then on to get 
my water safety instructor certification to teach lessons. And then after that, I became certified as a lifeguard instructor so I can teach American Red Cross courses in CPR and in lifeguarding. If you were to hire someone to replace you for this position, what would be some of the traits or characteristics that you would find most valuable for taking up this role? I think someone that just wants to get their hands dirty and is willing to lead by example. A lot of times people will go into a management role and they'll they'll kind of sit on the sidelines and, and delegate. But in recreation, it's important that everyone sees that you're willing to do the grunt work and be there alongside with your, your team. All right. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm your host, Jacob Sheckman, and we're speaking with Katie Nunez and learning about her journey to becoming the Recreation Supervisor for the City of Seaside. Alright Katie, I'm curious. What is one of the biggest misconceptions about having this kind of job or working in Parks and Recreation? I think the biggest misconception is that uh, we don't do anything. <laughs> we play all day and <laughs> never get anything done. And, you know, when I, before I started working at this level, I could see why people would become frustrated with kind of the pacing of, of working in local government. When I want to get something done or get something, you know, purchase an item to benefit the recreation programs. There's a ton of hoops that I have to go through. Everything that I do has to get approved through my supervisor, then through the city manager, and then goes to council. So the pacing of everything is slow. And, and I think that, that that's why we get our stereotype of local government people don't do anything <laughs> and they're, they're, they sit at their desk all day. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that's probably the, the that's biggest, the biggest one, huh? Yeah. But that's clearly not it. I've seen how active you are. How would you say your career or industry has changed since you first entered into the field? I would say that the industry changes any time that the economy kind of takes a hit. So when I got out of college, a lot of recreation departments were just bouncing back from the recession and were just beginning to build and hire to hire full-time employees. So it was very competitive because for that period of time during the recession, recreation departments were cut from a lot of departments or from a lot of cities. And I was speaking with my supervisor who, when he graduated from college in recreation, um, it was 2009, it was peak recession. It took him 10 years to land a full-time position. Wow. Oh my gosh. So when I graduated, it was just at that moment where all those people had been waiting for full-time positions to open up so that they can swoop in there and land those. So it is very competitive. How did you how did you get your foot in the door? I, I imagine most students, as soon as they graduate from undergrad, it's pretty difficult usually to find a job, especially when there's such a long line. Yeah, it was very difficult. For the first year after I graduated, I spent a lot of time applying for jobs and, and hearing nothing back. I felt 
you know, it took a hit to my confidence. And I even remember applying for a job at Home Depot and still like couldn't get an interview. Oh, <laughs> like it was tough. But I, I went for a part-time position with the city of Seaside coordinating. What was the position? It was a recreation specialist. Okay. So it was a part-time position which oversaw the older adults program. And yeah, I started in that. And, and once I started, I kind of hit the ground running. So I was finally given the opportunity to prove myself. And it was nice because at the time, you know, the department was wanting to invest more into its recreation department. So I had a little bit of more resources to work with. And I got to start a trips program for seniors where we would take them to like Catalina Islands, San Francisco. Whoa. Uh I started a hiking program with them. I also, you know, we did produce markets and um tech technology assistance with seniors. So the, these are all programs or things to help get them out and be active. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of these didn't even exist. You started a bunch of these? Yeah. That was, That's awesome, Katie. Uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. I love starting new programs. I kind of turned that program into a monster, though, because there is so much going on right now. <laughs> but, but that's that's good for the people yeah. who, who were in the program, Yeah, right? we, we get a lot of compliments from seniors in our area. We get seniors from, you know, even from Salinas and Carmel Valley that come down for our program. So Looking for love like that one guy? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been a point when you wanted to quit? When you were like, you know what, this isn't for me. Or has it, since you've graduated, has it been like, this is, this is for me. I, I don't have any turning point right now. When I was at the point of just working part-time and, and searching for a full-time position, because when I was part-time, it, I didn't make a lot of money and I wanted to eventually move out on my own and, and make it as an adult. And so when I was going through that job search, I did feel like, I wanted to quit at a few times and and go a different route and pivot to something that, you know, is a little bit more secure. I'm not just as when I thought, okay, I'm going to pivot, I'm going to move on. I was able, or my supervisor uh, worked on getting this full-time position opened for me as a coordinator for our aquatics program. And uh, yeah, so he opened the position as a coordinator for the aquatics program and I wasn't guaranteed the job but my supervisor and I did work well together and uh I had to apply for it and interview for it and uh yeah I got the job but yeah it was it was difficult I mean the first year working full-time I was supervising everything that happened at the aquatics building and um and the the older adults program as well and it was a lot to handle. I had to really ch- challenge myself to be able to balance all my tasks. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. How do you do? You have any advice for for others who will surely feel what you felt in that first year working part time to to push through, right? How, how you worked you worked part time and struggled for a year. That's yeah. a year is a significant amount of time. Some people won't wait that long. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's brutal. I mean. I went to interviews, it felt like maybe once every other week, driving up and down the Bay Area, getting an interview and then not hearing back. So it's brutal out there. But I think networking is what's going to get you far. Because a lot of times it's not what you know, it's who you know. 
networking is an excellent piece of advice. And let's talk about that more after this break. Okay. And again, for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm your host, Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Katie Nunez and learning about her career journey as a recreation supervisor for the city of Seaside. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Information provided during this program does not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. Back to the topic of networking. You mentioned that was something that was incredibly helpful for you. So how, how did you do that? How did you manage to go about making sure that you were networking properly? Yeah, so I joined CPRS, which is a California Parks and Recreation Society. And it's just an association for Anyone who is in California working in the recreation field to join. And they really pride themselves on networking and educating. There are a few different conferences that happen. And and it's just a time for everyone to get together and see what's going on in other cities in your area. Um, So I got involved. And I'm the um, legislative representative for my district, um, which is District 6, and that encompasses... What is, wait, hold on. What does uh, that mean to be the legislative representative? So the legislative representative is someone who listens in and keeps tabs on what's going on with um, legislative and, and um, politics that will reflect any recreation departments. Um, so my role is to just pass on the message to figure out you know, is this going to affect any any departments in our area? And how can we navigate this? Um, one of the biggest things that we were kind of the, one of the um, the biggest pieces, uh, or the propos- there was a proposition that, that came up, Prop 68, um, which is, it passed in California to fund um, parks in California. And so what we did were just, passing on the message and trying to inform people on how to get that funding for their parks and, and how to go through that process. So this is part of your role as the legislative representative? Yes. You said, uh, uh, on the, as, as a board member in CPRS? Yes. As a, yes. That sounds like another job in itself. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not too bad. Luckily, I like all the people on the yeah. board and so... It's fun to catch up with them. And, you know, my district encompasses San Benito County, Santa Cruz County, and, and um, Monterey County. Uh, so all the people that are in our board, I, I can just call up, you know, if I have an issue. But you're, you're, and, So you're having to keep up with policy changes in each of those counties? Yes. I mean, to an extent, That's yeah. pretty significant. Wow. All right. Cool. I, I don't know. I just thought. I, th- <laughs> I think it's cool that... that this you started talking about this as just a um, something you utilize as a networking opportunity, but it it's this could be a someone else's full time position. It sounds like 
Yeah, and it is. Um, there's people that work, you know, with CPRS, and they they are the people who kind of go up there and, and lobby and yeah. and do all the important stuff. Where I'm just kind of translating. Yeah, the translator passing on the message. I, Katie, I had no idea you were so into politics. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm <laughs> politics is really difficult for me, but <laughs> but you enjoy being with CPRS. Yes. What did CPRS stand for again? California Parks and Recreation Society. What is something you wish someone would have told you when you were starting out on this career? I guess just that supervising was going to be a lot more challenging than people like to say it is and dealing with with people and personalities can be challenging but there's all sorts of different books and podcasts that you can listen to to kind of get a better perspective of how to deal with people and how to work with people and empower them okay so what what do you mean by deal with people and work with people you mentioned something earlier about being uh, being a leader you're in your position you are a leader of people right yes so is this is this what you're referring to? Yeah. So um, I've kind of so because I've worked up the ranks, um, I know what it takes to to work at that lower level supervisor. And when I had to step away from that, I had to learn how to delegate the tasks that I used to handle um, to other people. And um, you know, a lot of times when you created this, you know, this baby, you know, the, your your own project. You have a certain idea of how you want that to go. And, but part of being that leader is letting someone take that over and letting them figure it out how, you know, if, and if they want to change it, they can change it. And you have to have, make them feel empowered enough so that they feel comfortable to, to, adapt and change that program nice i think that's a really cool philosophy what is something you've accomplished uh while on this job that you're particularly proud of or or many things maybe there's a bunch of things that you're really proud of there's some there's some yeah there's some small things that i could think of there's one one recent one that i there we had our halloween event um not too long ago and, uh, you know, we have a growing Hispanic community in Seaside. And so now that I'm in my role and, and me as a you know Hispanic woman, like I was really excited that I was able to put my footprint on this event. And uh, I made this Dia de los Muertos altar and uh, had kind of a theme around Dia de los Muertos. And I thought it was, I don't know, it was just something that, that we been needing you know we have a large hispanic community who isn't necessarily involved in in our uh, local politics as much as i i would wish so it was nice to kind of get that outlet out there in one of our programs that's awesome was it like a okay i think i feel like i've only seen two of these dia de los muertos marker mark what did i say altars Uh one in person at my tia's house and one like in coco so is yeah. that what I'm picturing? Yeah, okay, yeah, nice. exactly. Right. With awesome. the levels and <laughs> yeah. candles and the pictures and of everyone. Yeah, and, and it was it was also really neat. I mean, Seaside, demo, their demographics are very diverse. Um, so we had informational stuff up there too to explain what all the different 
things signify. Um, so there's, you know, there's you put salt on the table, and that's supposed to ward off evil spirits. And <laughs> <laughs> there's just all these like these, um, you know, things. Are that, you having to tell people not to put that on their food or? The, yeah, no. <laughs> I did put a do not touch on, <laughs> on it, but yeah. That's funny. What advice would you give to someone who is trying to pursue a career in the same field? I would say just keep applying, get your name out there. You know, it, I, it could be very defeating to to apply for jobs and hear no but i would say just apply even for positions that you don't think you're qualified you never know they might be thinking of you for a different position in their department and the more you get your name out there uh, the more people will be able to recognize you and then also join a association of any kind um, doesn't matter the field uh, there's an association out there for you. Wow. Sound advice. All right. Well, thank you very much, Katie. That's all the time we have here today. And thank you to all. And thank you to all of our listeners at KSQD for tuning in to today's career story with your host, Jacob. Sh Wait, it sounds weird to say. Jacob Schick. With your host, me. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning in to today's career story. My name is Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to What to Be with today's guest, Katie Nunez. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening.